This podcast made possible by our good friends at Tardy's Collector's Corner. Like them on Facebook, follow them on Twitter and Instagram, and be sure you're checking for all the latest and greatest at Tardy's. Also brought to you by Grand Rapids Comic Con, November 9th through the 11th, 2018 at the DeVos Place. Tickets on sale now at grcomiccon.com. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of almost all ages, welcome to another scintillating episode of the Court of Nerds. My name's Drew. I'm John. And we are here to give you guys, well, a little bit of what our other squad gave you last week. Of course, Greg caught you up on what went down at San Diego Comic-Con from his perspective. We want to talk to you guys about what went down on the other side of the velvet rope. We're only the privileged or no, but for real, we've got Gavin and Dee from Tardy's Collector's Corner here going to talk about their experience as retailers at San Diego Comic-Con, kind of how it differs from the standard experience. We didn't retail at the show, dude. What? No, we don't go to set up at this thing. No, no, I just meant like you guys get invited oh. to stuff that like, you know, because you own a comic shop and you sell comics. Yeah, 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 absolutely. That's what I was implying. Oh, I thought you were like, you stayed in the booth. Like, no, 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 no. I meant like you guys can, like, you guys go to retailer events and like. I can't be smart and pretty, my friend. I know, and it's, it's a good thing I you're so bullshit. damn beautiful. <laughs> I was going to say, your wife is both, you know, smart and pretty. So. I agree. I said that to Kirby one time and he goes, I managed to do it just fine, and I was like, Fuck, son of a bitch. <laughs> Dude, right, that's why this episode is only for most ages. Gavin and I tend to swear a lot when we're together. Yeah. We have a problem. Um, anyways, so we want to talk about, of course, you know, your experience as somebody who's, you know, again, you're not just there to buy things. These companies are also trying to sell their products to you while you're there. Sort of. Like, it's one of those things where we are always invited to these different, like, we're invited to the retailer lunch. Um, I think it's on Friday, usually. So they invite us to these things, but when you have a hundred things that you can only do this weekend only, you forget all the shit that you're supposed to do. Like, constantly. I was supposed to be, I was supposed to be at a retail lunch. There was an image thing that was very nice. All of it was catered. All of it was, like, Ooh. drinks and stuff. I forgot to do all of it. <laughs> I got into the signing lines and just completely blanked on all of it. But that's the nice thing about Comic-Con is you you can do that. And they understand. They're like, okay, well, 75% of the people that RSVP to this thing are not going to show up. Right. All right. So, of course, we want to talk more and more about, you know, you guys' experience out there. Uh, to explain to those of you listening at home, if you're hearing fans in the background, this is another home cast. Uh, we've, John and I have just been having a hell of a time with John's house <sighs> that I happen to live in. And we have a third roommate who is small and furry. Um, you might be hearing him eat. You may hear him eat or bark or generally be a pain in my ass. Indeed. Worst roommate ever. Um, but we just finished fixing the tub here at our beautiful home. And now today the AC, well, the first day we can shower in, what, almost two weeks? Yeah. The AC goes out? Yeah. That's why they invited me over. It works really nice. Yeah. Nice shower. <laughs> it's really good. We had to test it on Gavin. That's right. Um, Cannonball! So if you guys hear the fans in the background, we do apologize for that. However, we do want to talk about San Diego Comic-Con. We just watched a bunch of trailers together we want to talk about. So, and we want to talk about, of course, you know, Court of Nerds and Tardies and, you know, what the future looks like with all of us. Yay. Besides, Beautiful. Damn right. So let's start with Comic-Con. Of course, you, you mentioned being in these signing lines. You guys always seem to have these fun experiences when you go to meet creators. Who was fun this time around? And, and, and who did you, I guess, 
Who did you revisit? Did you go see any old friends? Um, well, we got together for lunch with Shane Davis. That's that's a buddy of ours. That's I mean, like we met him through the industry, but like super nice guy. We've we've known him for many many years. Lots of times we split hotel and stuff. Like just the sweetest of sweethearts. Always good to see him. We got to see Joelle Jones again, which it's always a pleasure to see Joelle Jones. She's so damn talented, doing everything at DC right now. She um, is on a tear with DC. Can you, for people not familiar, what has she done recently for DC that people would be really familiar with? Well, I mean, she did a ton of the wedding wedding issue lead up stuff, and then the wedding issue itself. She did the eh, did she do the bulk of it, or was it all different pages? It was all different pages, yeah. and then she did the Catwoman cover yeah. for After, correct? And then, she's, and then now she's doing Catwoman for the foreseeable future. Ah, her Catwoman yes. is just beautiful. Writing and drawing. Double threat, super awesome. If you, in, in pre this, the reason why she got all of these jobs, I feel at least, is that she just killed it on Lady Killer. Lady Killer from Dark Horse is just such a damn good read. It's fantastic. And so Joel Jones is one. Uh, did you see any of your old friends, Tom King, Scott Snyder? Were those lines just too damn long? Dude, I saw Scott Snyder, and I felt so bad because he looked genuinely irritated, and I've never seen it before. But there was a dude in front of us that I'm assuming his agent and Scott's agent or something along those lines made a deal for Scott to sign, like, 300 books. Woof. And it was all the same issue. It was, like, a store variant that somebody did, and it looked like he was just pissed. Like, just so mad. Oh, because you know Scott, and we know Scott, and, and I don't think we're exaggerating when we say that. You know, you guys have met him a couple yeah. different times. We've yeah, had yeah. a very long conversation with oh, him, yeah. man. It seems like when he goes to a con, he wants to meet as many people as he can. He's the nicest fucking guy. I mean, like, I've met him no less than a dozen times, and it's getting a little dodgy now since he's been doing this for so long. If he remembers us or not, usually if it's Deanna and I together, he'll definitely remember us. But, um... It just, you could tell that it was not a good moment, and I wasn't going to be like, hey man, remember us when you're trying to do a bunch of stuff and you're kind of irritated? It's me, a fan that you met a long time ago. You know, I wasn't going to meet that guy. Back when you were just doing indie books. That's right. Hey man, remember when you were working on American Vampire? It was really cool. By the way, he answered a bunch of Twitter questions this past week about some of his indie series. Yeah. And, and it looks like we're going to get a, a put-together collection of the witches stuff that has been coming out in the DC mag and then it also looks like he's finally going to start getting back to work on American Vampire he's got a big arc planned for the 70s I'm excited for it because I love those books yeah man is but Raphael Albuquerque coming to the, back to that did he say it, it looks like he's trying to return his whole crew oh. he's trying to get out you know he and Jock are still doing witches <laughs> which just makes my parts quiver um Jock just does that for me. He's amazing. And then, I, I'm, I don't know if you guys saw this at Comic-Con. I know I saw it all week on Twitter. Tom King's bodyguard. No, I didn't see anything to do with that. Tom King, and John, I don't know if you caught this or not. TK had to have a bodyguard. DC and Warner Brothers hired a bodyguard because he was getting so many death threats after the wedding issue. What? Yeah. Because they were Dave. How was it his fault that that got spoiled? And Tom King kept taking pictures of his bodyguard, <laughs> like posting them. He goes, "Look at me and the bodyguard." And you know, Mitch Gerard was like, "Clearly, this is our next book." It was just, it was just per, in preparation and for for hype for Bumblebee. It was just John Cena standing behind. It's him. Just John Cena walking around. <laughs> <laughs> He's just John Cena. John Cena. 
Um, no, speaking of John Cena, though, there was one moment that was really funny that happened to do with him at Comic-Con. Oh, please do tell, because I don't know if you know this, our John and John Cena are... Birthday buddies! Birthday buddies! Ten years older than me to the day. Damn. He's marrying my dream. Or not. Or not. That looks like they're done for good. Yes. Tune into Total Bellas and John's Diary for more. Yes. You need to face off that shit. All right, so you got you had a funny John Cena moment yeah. that John's trying to ruin. So there's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of booths at Comic Con, and there's a lot of them that you wouldn't expect to have signings that have signings. Hasbro's one of those booths. Hasbro has a retail side, and then it has a look at all the new cool shit that we're about to put out. Um, and then they have a stage to sign stuff. Usually it's like creators and stuff like that. Everyone's on Sergeant Slaughter will show up or somebody like that, which is cool, you know. They did such a good job with keeping it quiet that John Cena was signing for Bumblebee. Like, they were like, oh, let's keep this down so it doesn't turn into a riot. There were times when no one was in line for John Cena. Like, they had, <laughs> What? Yeah, because they didn't tell anybody who they had signing, and they were like, oh, it's a Bumblebee signing. There was something else big conflicting with that. There were times when there was just, like, nobody around the booth. They kept that shit too quiet this year, and it was just ridiculous. I'm like, seriously? I was talking to some other people in line because I kind of heard about it. And they're like, people at the edge of their booth going, John Cena is signed right now. You can jump in line right now with no line, no waiting, and all this kind of stuff. So, How many people thought that was a gimmick, though? Because if I saw someone screaming like, John Cena's over here! No shit. I would be like, you're a dick. That's not even funny. That's like the people at music festivals that go... Free drugs over there! Yeah. It's the cops. What's the joke? It's a fucking cop. It's the cops. The fucking yes. cop. <laughs> you fucking knack. Shut up, knack. Did you guys go? Did you guys get to meet John Cena? No, I. This is this is all I saw. Kind of going down the hallway. Oh, okay. I was on. The, so the hallways in San Diego are massive, and there's a certain point where you get there's a tipping point in the floor. You can't stop. The, there's a thousand <laughs> people behind you, and if you stop. They're not going to let you stop. You're just going to just keep going. Um, so we were kind of on that side and then the other side. So we didn't really stop moving again until we were down by the Marvel booth, which is ten big-ass booths of Comic-Con. So, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's nuts. Um, i got to ask you guys about this because it's something that's done nothing but grow, and I would say it's grown the entire time you guys have been going to Comic-Con religiously. Funko. Good God. Yeah, how nuts was the pops? Okay, let me tell anybody that's listening right now. If you're going to Comic-Con to get Funko Pops, don't bother. Stay here. Just get them from Barnes & Noble and Hot Topic and order them offline, whatever you got to do. There's no sense in going into that maelstrom of hate and (laughs) anger and just, oh, those people are so mad. Or they can always check Tardy's Collector's Corner. Or you can check with us. We might have Sweet some Sweet-ass Funko Pops. Hell yeah. We I bought some dope-ass ones from you guys. I got my Lion Cat. I got Death. Yeah, man. We got, we got the Funko. Yeah, look at all Look at all them Pops. Sam, you got some Pops, y'all. Yeah, yeah. Look at all them Pops. For those on the radio, there's a wall of Pops in the other room. It's like six. It's like it's like six. <laughs> it's the radio, guys. That don't know. No, it's close. It's close. Yeah. We're all about there's transparency. Like there's like There's a thousand everyone. But, like, no, it's really funny because if you look around the living room of our house, it's, like, just various items that we, like, took from your store. It's true. It's like a it's like a home, uh, reunion of all store. my shit. Yeah. That's from your store. There's the Eric Powell record that's signed by him. Oh, it's so good. 
There's, There's like three buttons of your faces on the wall. It's kind of creepy. You guys aren't gonna like, you know, kidnap us and <laughs> remove fluids from us, are you? No, but it's really weird. John only wants to have sex in the living room. <laughs> it's really uncomfortable. Yeah, it's mostly the Indiana Jones poster, so that Indy yeah. can watch. That's right. Because you know Indy would watch for a long, for the long time. The people that are listening that haven't seen it at the store, we had a massive Italian. Uh, Indiana Jones subway poster and John was like that fucker's mine I sat on it for a good what five six months you yeah. talked about that thing forever before like, you actually bought that. it I'm gonna get that yeah. I never knew how much it was until I was like I want that you just stare at it you come in the store and just stare at it and be like and I was like oh god it's happening but anyway, back anyway, to Funko real Funko, quick. yeah, yeah. So, have, have you guys seen the Funko documentary on Netflix? I have not gotten all the way through it. I've started it a couple different times. It's just one of those, like, you ever have that movie where, like, every time you try and start it, something always happens and you're never able to finish it? Yes. Is that the Toys That Made Us? No, no, no. no. Oh, Funko okay. has their own documentary. Toys That Made Us is great, too, though. We'll talk about that in a minute. So, I don't fuck with the Funko booth on the floor because I'll walk past there and it'll just be, like, first off, it's ticketed. And then there would be people that are trying to get in past the ticketed point uh, for ones that are still left after the ticketed ones I'll go through. And that's insane even. Um, so I don't even mess with that. I'm like, you know what? That's a headache that I don't need. There was nothing. I kind of wanted the He-Man Ram Man one. Yeah. But I wasn't going to kill myself for it. I'm like, okay, whatever. But Funimation, the anime company, My Hero Academia. Love them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. DBZ, great. They make a lot of great shit. They make a lot of great shit. Yeah. They usually have... Uh, DBZ Pop And this year was no different They had a Is it Wiz Or The The Wiz or Wiz The guy from <coughs> I have no idea We're not DBZ guys Like okay. of all of my My animes Like it's not you Goku know. or Vegeta I don't know I believe it's Wiz uh, I believe it's Wiz Somebody told me that it was Wiz So Huh? James, James Yeah Okay Thanks James Shut uh, up James That's right um, So there was this Wiz Pop and Beerus was the one a few years ago, like last or two years ago. Yeah, Beerus was no problem to get. Literally, you could just be like, oh, "I'm gonna go get some Beerus pops and walk up and just get them." This year, they couldn't open up their booth on for, on Thursday because every time they opened it up, people kept getting elbowed in the face to get in line. Oh shit! And every single time, security came through. So, like the the insanity. Here's the other thing that San Diego that they don't tell you about. There's 125,000 people that buy tickets to this thing. There's also fire marshals roaming. If your booth gets shut down more than a certain point in the weekend, you're done. You oh. gotta pack up and go home. Your booth will get shut down if your booth gets swarmed too much and the aisles aren't moving. So there's 15 security guards around the Funimation booth screaming, you have to keep moving. You cannot just stand here. The line will open up once you start moving around. Of course, as soon as they start letting people in, it's elbow in the face and traffic jam again. So they lost an entire day's worth of sales. And they're like, this is this is just... I mean, like for the most part, Comic-Con's amazing, but then there's just real asshats that just fuck everything up for people. That's how it is with everything, man. That's like that's the shitty thing, is there's always someone looking to ruin everyone else's good time. Yeah. And like there's always going to be you know someone who wants to just throw an elbow to the face of someone else to get a fucking... $10 Funko Pop. Yeah, right, exactly. And, you know, I mean, it was it, it was a mess, and people were... There were people that were riling up the security, too, that were, like, screaming shit back at security. And I'm like, what is to be gained with that move? As someone who's worked security, let me offer you all a piece of advice. We actually don't want anything to do with you. 
A perfect day working security is when I touch and talk to no one. Other than, excuse me, where's the bathroom? Right there, sir. Don't do cocaine. That's right. Thank you. Or if you do cocaine, please clean it up. Right, or don't do it at this family Mexican Christmas event. Yes. Exactly. Literal thing that happened. I'm not making that shit up. <laughs> Shout out to the orbit room. That's um, right. <laughs> so, again, you know, if you're at a major event, <coughs> I would guess that, you know, security at San Diego Comic-Con is at least as professional at my friends at Centurion Security Solutions. They're, they're legit, so there's different tiers of security, too, even. There's, <laughs> there's like, the dudes that are usually around um, that kind of hold things down, and then there's, like, for real legit, like, bodyguard dudes. And they had, I think, about ten regular security people and about five of the bodyguard black suit and tie, like, secret service looking. Oh, like artists. those dudes that disappear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, oh, Fallen Nation has a big open booth in the inside, because these dudes are going to end your life if you don't walk on. I swear to God, keep Young moving. disappears from San Diego's That's right. right. Over a Wee Pop. Over a Wee Pop. What were some of the other booths that were so crazy? Um, that one was insane. The Marvel booth is insane, just because and Marvel feeds on it. They really enjoy doing it, um, and it's cool. I mean, like, it's fun. I did it one time. Like, for instance, in the mornings, they do all their signings in the mornings, and for their signings, I got through to do one one of their chances. Basically, there's, like, three or four signings that you could get tickets for. You get pulled out of this massive crowd of people, and they put you in their booth. You snake through the little turnstiles. You get to the front, and there is... What, if you're in a house, look at a wall. It's probably three times the size of that wall, this TV screen. It's this massive TV screen that they show trailers and stuff like that on. But in the morning, they have a big plunger, and you hit the button, and it flips around, and you either get Thanos that the symbol, uh, Thanos saying, you get nothing, or you get one of the signings that they have. I ended up getting the Spider-Man PS4 video game cast signing, the voice, and then the who worked on it. Um, the Iron Fist signing was going on that day. I didn't get a chance to do that. Um, but that one was... It was insane, but it was manageable. The day that they had Infinity War people up there, though... Oh, God. Unleash hell. Oh, my God. Um, that was just insane. Um, <laughs> it was... It was... Seriously, I mean, it was two aisles of San Diego Comic-Con. And the Marvel booth is probably... I don't know... 50 feet in any direction, at least. I mean, it's a massive booth. Yeah. And the entire corner of that was completely just, you couldn't walk down it. There's, you know, again, 10, 15 security guards trying to move people along and just screaming. Um, it's, it's insanity. You know, I mean, when that kind of stuff goes on, it gets real crowded real fast. It doesn't quite feel like... Being somebody that did mosh pits a lot, it doesn't bother me as bad. <laughs> but it definitely doesn't feel good. You're like, I've got the background for this shit, but, like, I don't want to have to use it. Right. You, you don't get to hit anybody in the face, though. Exactly. That's the difference. It's well, I mean, you game. do, but it'd be your one shot. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know, yeah. But, I mean, nobody wants that. Nobody wants to leave. No, well, and you know, <laughs> if you start shoving, shit's going to get shut down real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of, I mean, like, 99.9% of Comic-Con is positive. Like, I have so many good experiences of people... Uh, appealing to the betterness of humanity and, you know, helping you out, getting you the thing that you're looking for. You swap, you take care of each other, you know, there's so much of that. There's always those kind of stories, though, where there's just a crowd and pushing and that kind of stuff. The one that kind of bugs me is, and God bless them for trying to appeal to kids, but Lego. Um, they Every year they always have, there's a minifigs that they give away. Yeah. And it's a single minifig, 
and they sell for 150 to 500 depending on what it is and stuff. Lego always, God bless them, they try and have kids, only kids that are below 12, like, okay, they'll do the giveaway thing that you can win the lottery for. After that's over, whatever they have left, people that didn't claim them, whatever, they'll have kids that are young come to their booth, okay, well, we're going to give these away to kids only. And it's so fucked because their parents are waiting behind them with their eBay app open and the thing primed to be listed. Like, everything's changed. All they're waiting for is a picture of this thing. And just shoving their kid there like, go get it, Tommy. Go get that figure. I didn't like Legos. Go do it, Tommy. So, you know, I mean, it's one of those things where, like, some of that shit just gets, you're like, God. Like, I heard one guy, he's like, He's like, oh, what's going on here? And the other guy's like, well, it doesn't matter. You don't have a kid, so it doesn't matter here. I'm like, what the fuck? It's really dark, just messed up stuff, you know? One of the things that comes up every year when we talk to you guys about this is yeah. just the, the, the amount of people, the sheer mass of bodies. And it's one of the things you see any report live from Comic-Con, all you see is this sea of human. Oh, yeah, for sure. Do you think there's ever a chance they'll just reduce the number of tickets they sell? No. They're trying to... They're building more halls there. So, here's the here's the insanity. So, Comic-Con International is actually owned by... Is it Ape Entertainment, Deanna? Yeah, No, Repop owns New York. Uh, I believe it's Ape Entertainment. They, they do this, they do WonderCon, and they do one other show. Um, so, they... Uh, they're trying to keep the thing in San Diego, but they're like, okay, well, we're Ape Entertainment. We own, it's not San Diego Comic-Con to them, it's Comic-Con International. That's the actual name of the festival, or the, the, the event, whatever, whatever yeah. yeah. So, um, San Diego Comic-Con has just become a moniker because it's always been in San Diego. But I don't know if you've, ever, you've followed any of the stories of, like, they're constantly trying to, okay, well, we just got a contract where it's going to be in San Diego for the next three years at least, you know, guaranteed. Yeah. They're, the reason why they're so obsessed with this number is because Las Vegas is trying to buy this convention. Um, Los Angeles is trying to buy this convention. All these different things. But here's the thing that they just don't get. Like, even if they move this con and, like, Ape Entertainment and Comic-Con International or whatever goes away, this convention is awesome because it's in California. It's San Diego. It's sunny and 75 every day. They can set up all these cool outdoor things that you can do. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. It, uh, San Diego, correct me if I'm wrong, John, you may be more familiar with California climate than I am. It doesn't rain a whole lot in San Diego, does it? No, it's like, no, not at all. Like, and when it does rain, it's like a blizzard here. Like, everybody drives like a crazy man. Because yeah. there's so many cars and oil on the road, and it's slick, and it's nuts. So when it rains there, it, it, it like, when it rains, it pours. So like, right, but, like, you can you can fairly well know, like, hey, here's a day it might rain mm-hmm. far enough in advance to be ready for it. Right. So, but back to the subject. Like, as, as far as I'm concerned, San Diego Comic-Con will always be in San Diego. Like, even if they, they decide to move Comic-Con International to uh, Los Angeles or wherever, right. Nevada, um... Somebody's just going to come in and buy that convention space again for that weekend and do it up, and it's going to be like nothing ever left. But the thing is, is they're constantly trying to build this the convention center to be bigger because if they do pull that convention out of that town and it does, like, if nothing comes in in its place, there's so much that happens. The, that town makes so much money off of just that weekend. It's like Spring Break or, you know, Super Art Bowl Prize for West Michigan. Yeah, yeah. right. You know, any of that stuff, you know? So, 
that so much of that economy, and that's why San Diego is so cool, is people are like, eh, New York's getting there. New York's cool. New York's a fun convention. It's a blast. But you go a block away from Comic-Con and everyone's got other New York things they're doing. Because it's New York. San Diego is not that big. I mean, like, it's a big city, but it's not huge. So they dedicate all of their resources. Every building down there. Every area that they can put up an exhibit. The Jack Reacher thing that was there this year. The Good Place in Castle Rock where they basically built a haunted house. Of course they did. And... Uh, Adult Swim, where they built like a summer camp, where there's all these different things that you can do. They let you go. They're like, all right, companies, you want to do this stuff? You can run all of this area. Go fucking nuts. Here's all this shit. Go ape shit. Yeah. I mean, San Diego, you know, uh, for a little bit of outside perspective, they just lost their NFL franchise. Right. So if they lost this, too, that would be crippling to that town's economy. It would be a ghost town. It would be awful. So they really work hard to keep everything there. So... They're constantly building that hall, so but they're aiming always to open up more tickets. So they will sell enough tickets. This is a way long way to get to the end of your question. I'm no, sorry. I like it. No, I'm really glad. I like this. This is the kind of shit I like doing. Awesome, because I took a bad detour. I'm no, sorry. it's okay. It's okay. I liked it. It's, it. Look, this is the shit. And, and again, to keep on detouring. Fuck it. Why not? Yeah. Right. Like. This is the shit that I like talking about with you, though, because this isn't the stuff people talk about after Comic-Con. Right. They talk about the fanny packs, and they talk about, you know, oh, yeah, I bumped into, you know, this guy. I saw James Gunn the day he got fired. Oh, shit. You know, that's what you hear about. Or, you know, we're going to talk about the trailers in a minute here. But, like, talking about the fact that there is an economic impact and a massive one on San Diego from this con, from the stuff that comes in on the fringes of it even, right. that's shit people don't think about. That's not what sci-fi is covering while they're there. Yeah, no you know, that's yeah. not what's getting tweeted out by fucking IGN. And if I can sit here and talk to you about it, yeah. you know, in my own home, Hell yeah. you know, on a comfy-ass couch. Which is a comfy-ass couch. Well, we're trying to figure out, what the hell's wrong with your dog, by the way? John, what's the dog doing? Is he, is he okay now? I think he's hot. Is he, is he warm? He's, he's a little hairy right now. We're going to go shave him later. We're going to shave a dog and take a bath. It's For the awesome. record, though, San Diego is the eighth largest city in America. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a pretty big city. Holy shit, really? <laughs> yeah. Huh. God damn. But I think, to give a perspective, you know, to have... Okay, well, like, New York's 12 million, San Diego's 1.3. I mean, it's... Okay. So there's... There's the perspective. It's a precipitous drop-off. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a huge drop-off or whatever, but it's still a fairly large... No, no, and I don't think anyone's downplaying that, but I, I think the point that's overall being made, and I like that you brought that up, John, is let's let's take the example where we started with of Art Prize, right? Right. Art Prize is so big to West Michigan financially, and, you know, we're... Uh, and I'll talk media market size, because that's what I'm most familiar with. Sure. Is, you know, televisions or radios or ratings... You know, West Michigan is right in the 60s, you know, low, the high 60s, low 70s, right? San Diego, for being so much bigger, can you imagine the amount of money that comes in from San Diego Comic-Con? Oh, yeah. You know, again, this is, it's, this is like cities that get the X Games. It's a big boost. So, I, 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 like, I get what you're saying, John, is that, well, it's not going to kill San Diego. San Diego will survive. But it's still a... This is something that I think a lot of vendors there depend on. And if you lose an event like that, you could see San Diego start to, and I'm not taking a shot, Detroit itself a little bit. 
where you wouldn't have these big rentable spaces that can survive the rest of the year because they get rented for Comic Con. It would it would collapse for at least a couple of years. Like just considering the fact that there's so much over like turnover for a storefront property and stuff in San Diego. Yeah. Um, you know, restaurants and different boutiques and stuff. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that just stays, but there's a lot of stuff that moves through and stuff because the rent is so ridiculous in a lot of those places because of Comic Con because they're like, well, you're right downtown, you know. Um, and yeah, the the point I was making about New York is there's just so much shit going on in New York all the time. It's New York. It's New York. You got everything. Well, it'd be the same thing if they moved it to Vegas or if they moved it to yes. L.A. Yes. And those are destination cities as well. Like San Diego, even though it's beautiful, you don't really go to, I mean, I guess you do, but you don't really go to San Diego. If you go to California, you go to Frisco, you go to L.A. Unless right. you go, you go to San Diego for events like Comic Con, or if your family lives there, they got that zoo. If you want to be close to Tijuana, dude, that that zoo is no joke. <laughs> oh yeah, that is a dope, big ass zoo. That zoo is dope. You could ride a Sky Zone thing where you see everything from the top. Sky Zone, motherfucker, and dope as hell. All right, we've not started talking about zoos. We've gone far too far off track. <laughs> we've started hype manning zoos. <laughs> I know, John, I know you've got stuff to do tonight. If we, are we holding up? Are you, no, you want to get into trailers? Yeah, let's get it. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah? Yeah? All right, let's get it. All right. So, of course, San Diego Comic-Con, even when the big boys take it off, as in Marvel Film and Disney, who the hell needs them? Who needs them? Get the Bitch hell out of here. So just books were there? Move it. Eight just years. books? Just books? Well, and TV. Books and TV. Oh, yeah. Books and TV were there. Um, but you had, you still had... DC dropping trailers. You had DC dropping a major announcement. I, I think we'll talk with you guys about this a little bit. DC's universe. They're, they're streaming online, which will feature all of their animated films. Yeah. It will feature a backlog of their comics. I think it'll end up resembling Marvel's digital comics a lot, where you're not going to get the new shit, but you'll be able to read a backlog of, you know, uh, 7,500 years of fucking comic books. Hell yeah. So I'm all about that life. I would assume, yeah, some of, I mean, the new stuff's not going to be immediately on there. They want you to still go buy the books. I think they'll give it a few years. That's what Marvel does. You you don't get new shit from Marvel until a few years later. But at the same time, if you're just looking to sit down and read, like, oh my god, I need to know everything about Dead Man. Right. You know? I need oh, to- that's, what, that's what got me. I'll be very honest. I, I bought myself at a low point in my life the Marvel Digital subscription. <laughs> and I think I just sat and read. Like, I read every bit of Deadpool and Cable. Right. I read a whole shitload of old X-Men stuff that I wasn't familiar with. I think I read every single book in the Ultimate line. Damn. Because those were all on there, and it wasn't a great plan on my part. But I was like, I'm going to read all of these. I'll know all the Ultimate Universe. But, like, for example, if you're DC and you put the entire original run of the Sandman on there. Oh, yeah. I mean, shit. People would be buying it just to read that. Damn right. Um, But you've also got the announcement of these new series that are going to be on there. These DC streaming exclusives. That's the only way I'm going to see Young Justice Season 3. You bastards. They really got you by the balls on that. They really do. Damn you, Weissman. You piece of shit. You should have told me when you were here. And then all the new series, you know, like, oh, guess what? We're doing a Swamp Thing TV show. Fucking Really? Yeah. Yeah, but you gotta buy our service for them. And Titans. You wanna see guy, you know, fuck Batman, seventy four ninety nine a year. Fuck Batman. <laughs> fuck Batman. Was I the only one who thought that was a little too extra? That was, it was kinda yeah, yeah, it, it was, was a little extra. extra. Like I mean, you wouldn't be anything without Batman, yeah. man. Like Yeah, <laughs> like also look like you kinda I, need the guy. <laughs> I gotta say it, I think we all know this. DC, 
Shazam is the best goddamn looking trailer you have done since Wonder Woman. Yeah. Look, looks- Aquaman looks cool. We'll get into all this in a second. But why the fuck would you go right back to dark and gritty with Titans? Yeah. Like, like look, Raven being creepy as fuck works for me. Sure. The trailer for Titans generally worked for me. That was not Dick Grayson. No. And, and, and with all the circus shit, it's going to be Dick Grayson. But if you wanted to have a Robin that says, Fuck Batman. Damien. Jason. Well, I guess. Yeah, either, well. either or of those two more than... Listen, I, you can do Jason and then have him get the shit kicked out of him in series. If you're going to do Nightwing, or if you're going to do Robin, Dick Grayson like that, I want it Nightwing and I want it the George Perez collar popping fucking disco costume. Oh, God, yes. That's what I want. Oh. I, I want the fucking Saturday Night Fever. The basic implications that they were all on cocaine. That's right. That's the shit that I want. A lot of cocaine in this episode. <laughs> Weird. Not normal for us. Uh, I will name. say. That's I will say name. this. What's that? Lots of cocaine in this episode. That's right. That's a, that's a title <laughs> right there. A lot of cocaine in this one. Whoo, Woo Dog is. Uh, but anyway, but, we've already discussed. I think we're going to end up buying the DC streaming service. Is it going to be something you guys are going to end up doing? Yeah, I mean, I have more. I like, I like that you hesitate, Gab, and D's like, "No, nah, we getting that shit. We getting it." <laughs> Well, fucking Swamp Thing, man. Like fucking Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing. Like I'm such a fucking Swamp Thing fan that it doesn't matter. Like they could have just been like, "Hey, you have to give us whatever a month to watch Swamp Thing." And I'm like, "Okay." Yeah, but what is, was it? It's just gonna be Swamp Thing, like jerking off in a swamp. I, I want it. I want it. I want it. Amazing. Give it to me. Oh. Put it in my fucking veins. Yeah. He's gonna jerk off and scream out Bernie Wrightson's name when he comes. Oh my god! Protector of the Green. Oh. That's the best thing ever. Oh. He's on cast, man. That's right. <laughs> we don't have to worry about any of my coworkers walking. Or <laughs> oh, like looking at me weird the next day. Like I heard what you were talking about. That's, that's right. I well, still I, get weird looks from episode fifty, the Dirty Show. <laughs> the fucking Dirty Show. Well, Shazam, Shazam does look good. Let's talk about the Shazam trailer. a segue from the Dirty Show into the Shazam trailer. Exactly. Hashtag obligatory Emily mention. Hashtag I was a 13-year-old girl once. Boom. Go back and listen to the episode, folks. All our archives are free. Or you could pay us for them if you want to. Um, yeah. Shazam trailer. I mean, what was there to dislike about it? It looks fantastic. <laughs> it looks so much fun. Like, it looks like it's just going to be a blast to go watch. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like like how I felt when I started seeing the Wonder Woman stuff, where I was just like, this is going to be good, we're on the right track. That comes out, Aquaman comes out, both of them look like they've got their shit together, which is nice. Yep. You know, there's no, like, oh boy, I don't know, man, like, I got that bad feeling. I want to talk about the added stakes for Aquaman in a second here, because Ben and I talked about it a few weeks back on the podcast, about how Aquaman has to succeed. But Shazam, I think, feels almost like DC got a freebie, you know? It's their Guardians. Yeah, well, like, DC was like, hey, we're just going to fucking, you know what? We're just going to flop our dick out there. Here's our dick. Yep. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. It's cool, but here it is. Ah, ah. By the way, they need to build a statue of Jeff Johns in their lobby. Amen. Because Jesus, that's Jeff Johns' Aquaman, and that's Jeff Johns' Shazam in the back of the New 52. 100%. Absolutely 100%. And I'm so glad, by the way, they went with that Shazam costume. Me too. With the fucking hood, the white hood. It is my favorite Shazam costume. It is badass as hell. And I'll tell you right now, every kid on the planet is going to want to wear that shit for Halloween. Hell yeah. How awesome is that going to be where kids are like, I want to be 
Shazam! They're gonna walk through the door. Owen, what are you? Shazam! That's right. Oh, high fives all around. So many high fives and all of the candy. Yeah, Damn I was right. talking to a few people about that too, and they were saying, you know, the kind of looks fake and campy and blah blah blah. I'm like, yeah, but that's what that that's what it's it's supposed to be though. Shazam right? should look and like it's that. It's like the co- he's like, the costume looks fake. I'm like, yeah, but that's that's actually. Zachary Levi, like he yoked up for this role. Like it's it's not a face, not padded costume. Like that's him it's in there. CGI, or CGI it's, no, like it's not. It's not Ryan Reynolds' Green Lantern. It is. That's that's. Oh, him. we don't talk about that. We don't talk. We don't talk <laughs> about that. RGL is that? Can we say? That was, that was a, that, by the way. There's a great reference to the uh, Green Lantern movie in Teen Titans Go to the movies. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, you guys should. Oh, you guys great. should. It was. Phenomenal! Nice. It was so much fun. Uh, review up soon at thecourtofnerds.com. I just haven't had time to write it. We were writing a preview of Michigan Comic Con, if you guys want to go and check that out. We'll be set up there. That's right. And we're, we're going to have a crew of idiots. We were just talking about that, that we're going to have a big-ass booth, and you guys are all going to come hang out with us. Mm, we're going to sell some comic books and sexually harass each other. Clearly. <laughs> the entire time. Obviously. That's right. Um, but we'll get to that in just a minute. Shazam, I, I think, is pitch perfect. Yeah. I, I think this is the role that we finally see the rest of America embrace the Zachary Levi that we've all loved since the days is Chuck Bartowski. God, it's just going to be Aces Chuck. Aces. So, there's that one. Aquaman, you and Dee were freaking out while we were watching that one at some of the scenery. Oh, dude, so the background, is it's just gorgeous to look at Atlantis and everything they've made it into and all this kind of stuff. But, the what I nutted out was that the fact that they went full Manta. They didn't go, oh, we're going to give him a so you can see his whole face. And, right, right, he's going to have two laser guns that look like eyes. Yeah, right. We're not gonna, they're not going to, um, you know, suicide squad it like Deadshot, where it's like, I'm going to wear the mask for 30 seconds total. No. <laughs> Black Mantis full-on helmet. Big football helmet shooting lasers out of his face. Lasers that blew shit up, too. Not just like, oh, here's a laser. I cut through a thing. I always thought his costume was so badass. I mean, like, it's so unfunctional. But like, I mean, <laughs> it really is. That's what comic books are, though. Is like, oh my god, that dude's got a bucket on his head, but he can wail on people. Fucking move it. That's. I feel like that's the thing that we like about video games and, uh, and comic books and movies and wrestling. Yes. Fucking yes. Shockmaster and shit. You know, where you wanted Shockmaster to be this badass, and then he just falls through the wall because that's not feasible. But, like, you want to believe that Darth Vader can kick the shit out of everybody in a cool costume. Well, right. It's it's why, you know, it's why so many people's favorite wrestlers, like, everyone remembers Sergeant Slaughter. You remember Andre the Giant. You know, you remember the Iron Sheik. Sheiky baby. <laughs> right? Because these were the big guys. They were the monsters. But who did you root for? You rooted for Shawn Michaels, the heartbreak kid. <laughs> you rooted for Bret Hart, the little Canadian motherfucker. You know, you want the, you want, and, and wrestlers call it the story of chopping down the tree. Right. You want to see this little guy succeed and beat this big ass motherfucker he shouldn't be able to beat. It's Spider Man beating Bonesaw. Bonesaw. Yeah. Bonesaw is ready. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's what it is. R.I.P. Macho Man. R.I.P. Mm, pour one out for the Savage Homie. That's right. But that's, I think that's what made Aquaman look so cool in that trailer. Yeah. Is as much as I thought him looking like a dude bro was going to be a problem, 
It's a fucking asset. Absolutely. It works with this, with Jeff Johns' version, and you're right, of Arthur Curry. Right. Where even his version in the comics is kind of this drunk, loserly dude bro. Yeah, right. Well, and it's... it's I, I'm very excited to see how they tie it, if they're going to tie in. Because one of my favorite things from the Jeff Johns things, the lead-in is... Aquaman just getting shit at by everybody that he's helping. Like, they're like, oh, thanks, tell the Justice League we said thanks for stopping that bank robbery, and Aquaman's like, oh, it's just me, and they're like, okay, all right, sure, buddy. Yeah. You and your fishes. Yeah, so I'm interested to see them tie all that stuff in there, and just like, because I mean, like, he does, he looks like a dude bro badass, but like, that's what I loved about the Johns version, is they kind of made him like... Yeah, he's a cool-looking dude, but you get shit on and no respect from anyone, ever. Nope. Nope, and I think the inclusion of Mira as a main character... Yeah. And this is why I said this one has extra stakes on it for DC, is because they have bet so big on Jeff Johns as their future. And, And frankly, I think if you've read a single fucking Jeff Johns book in your life... You know it's the best bet DC could have made, Dude. other than saying, "Hey, Scott Snyder, you take over everything." Right, and I mean, I would, I could see that them doing that in the future. But I mean, even really, Scott Snyder's already being tapped for things. Look at Court of the Owls in Gotham. Yep, you know they're already using things that he just he came up with not that long. Well, now fuck, it's been like seven years. I know, right? Comic book time is so weird. Oh but still, man, rel- I mean, time wise, I mean, Batman's been around for. Freaking ever, so. yeah, true, like, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, like, so so Snyder's already getting play on the stuff that he did, but like, you look at Johns and it's like, well, what did Johns do for Flash? Oh well, uh, Barry Allen was dead when he took over, and now it's this huge big universe where there's movies and there's definitive. Um, well, even before that, because he took over for Wally West for a while. Yep, he flushed out all the bad guys, the Rogues Gallery. He turned the Rogues Gallery into like relatable. Albeit really fucked up, but relatable characters, you know, where like, um, you know, Captain Cold from an abusive household, you know, and like fucking Citizen Cold, wasn't that John's? Yeah, man, that was all John's. Fucking what? shit. They, he, they're like, oh, well, what did you do with the Green Lantern? Oh, well, Hal Jordan was dead and there was no core. Oh, and now he's done with it. Not only is Hal Jordan alive, all of the Earth lands are alive. There's a thousand Green Lanterns and a thousand other cores that you can focus on. He know? built an entire spectrum. Which, by the way, let's pause for a second. Green Lantern getting new author, new artist, and kind of getting like a soft reboot. Oof. I'm nervous, though, because it's Morrison doing it. Yeah. Morrison tends to just... Like, I love Grant Morrison on stuff that has no continuity, but he tends to just go ape shit with weird, man. Right, and the, th- the fact that they're trying to make this, like, a cop drama, like, almost like, like a law and order type of book. That's such a Morrison thing to do, just be like, oh, it's going to be way fucking away from everything else that we've been doing for this whole time. And there's going to be really weird Twin Peaks type of shit going on the whole entire time. For those not familiar with Grant Morrison, get ready to have your Green Lantern mind fucked. So the man has admitted many times that, like, oh, yeah, when I was coming up with that book, before I started writing, I dropped acid and then just wrote down whatever I could come up with while I was on acid. So just hallucinating his balls off and comes up with stuff. I mean, this is the guy who made Happy for sci-fi. Yep. So he can put together a really cohesive story when he doesn't have to harken back to other things. But, like... When he has to, like, stay in continuity, it gets really weird. I think my favorite thing is that all these fucking weirdo creators 
are being given projects outside of comics, right? Because you know, you know that if Morrison knocks this out of the park, this is what they will base the Green Lantern movie on. 100%. Because it's so much easier to make a cop movie than it is a movie about, you know, generic space kind of police. Yes. Uh, but uh, between that and the fact that we are going to get a season two of Warren Ellis's motherfucking Castlevania. God damn. Like, it's these weird-ass dudes getting to do whatever the fuck they please, and I love it. Can you imagine if if the DC streaming service is like, the next thing you know, they're like, oh, hey, we're going to do an animated Transmetropolitan, and Warren Ellis is going to stand over the top of everything. Oh, good lord. <laughs> and I mean, that's... I never thought I would be like, oh, yeah, Preacher's on season three. Fucking Preacher. Preacher is on season three. They're developing The Boys, which is so R-rated. It's yep. ridiculous. So... Transmet is not out of the out of the question. Do you know what I'm you know what I'm waiting for? What's that? An anime style saga. Ooh, that'd be good. An it's anime style fun let Funimation do it. Yeah. Funimation in DC. Because you kind of almost want that near generic anime look. Yeah. But I would want the saga characters to look a lot like and again, Funimation has done some dope ass shit if y'all want to look it up. If you guys have not seen Your Name, it was my favorite film last year. And it is brilliant, and the animation is beautiful. And I would love a saga film that looked like that. that I, and I mean, it'd have to be a saga, it'd have to be an ongoing series, but, you know. So it's, it's Brian K. Vaughn, so eventually it's gonna get It's filled. gonna get fucking options. You know? I mean, it's won how many Eisners now? Absolutely. You it's know? won all the Eisners. All of them. All every, your Eisners are sagas. Every single one, even retroactively, all the way back to, like, what You have to go back and take them from Scott Snyder when he won them. That's right. Give them to Brian K. Vaughn. fight you for them. And Fiona Staples. That's right. Oh, God. So speaking of two anime, animated things, did you hear the new DC project that was announced, too? A uh, Hush animated movie? I did see that. Oh, if they fuck it up. Oh, if they fuck it up, I'm going to have problems. If there's some weird sex scene with Hush and, like, I don't know, anybody, right. like, like in, de- <laughs> in Killing Joke, good guy. Musical number. That's right. <laughs> Musical number, yeah, like Clerks 2, motherfucker. Oh, my goodness. I, I actually, friend of ours, John Jerry, uh, Nick's cousin Jerry. You know him. Yeah. He's a nice guy. Sorry, he's, he and I were talking on Twitter about how excited we both are about a Hush animated, but how much cooler it would be if they gave us a Hush live action. Oh. But uh, I gotta get your thoughts on this. This uh, this Joker origin flick with Joaquin Phoenix. Fuck that, right? I have not seen... Is there, is there anything out for it yet? They're making a Joker origin flick with Joaquin Phoenix. That's gonna be weird. That's all I need. Um, I'm pretty sure it's not in continuity either. It's definitely not in continuity. It's supposed to be a one-off. Well, but like, okay, how well, the fuck are you going to make an origin story with a 50-year-old actor? Right. What kills me about this is it started off as, we're going to make a Birds of Prey, or not Birds of Prey, we're going to make a Gotham City Sirens. Which they're still doing, I think. I don't think so. I think... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Margot Robbie tweeted something about, like, starting shit with it. Weird. Okay, so what I heard was, like, Gotham City Sirens came out. They're like, oh, we're not going to do Gotham City Sirens. We're going to do a Joker and Harley Quinn movie. And I'm like, that's kind of weird because of, like, he beats the hell out of her, and that's not okay. Yeah. Um, and then it was like, oh, well, we're going to do three Joker movies where they're going to be different versions. And then all of that got dwindled down to where it's just like, we're going to make a Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie. Yeah, I just don't see it, and I just... Ah. They just need to stop announcing things and just pick a thing and go do it. Also, shout out to every girl who's ever tweeted, I want to love like this, and it's Joker and Harley. Oh, God. Learn you something, lady. Damn. Like, 
That's called the, Stockholm Syndrome. The New 52 Death of the Family stuff where he locks her in a room of other failed Harleys that he had. Oh, and she has oh to, the Death of the Family stuff is so... Ah, skin crawling. Yeah, and she has to deglove herself where you literally skin your hand to pull yourself out of handcuffs to get out of that. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm right there with you for that meme. If you, if you want to love like that... I'm sorry, you're damaged. Also, you should call a psychiatrist and get help. There's not one named Harleen Quinzel. The Joker's not a good guy. No, it's a bad man. Step it's a bad man. All right, a lot of fun stuff. A lot of great stuff came out of San Diego Comic-Con. We were kind of talking about it. Michigan Comic-Con coming up later on this month. Hell yeah. Uh, the guest lineup looks killer. I'm super excited about it. I'm super excited that you guys are going, too, because I did not know that until today. So, unfortunately, I am not going. I won't be there. Boo! But John, Stacy, and Ben will be there, and frankly, I think sending these three... I love Tall and Small do (laughs) Comic-Cons. It is my favorite thing ever, and I'm sorry if you hate it, John. No, I love it. Yeah, but I mean, sending you two and then sending, you know, our our videographer, photographer, Stacy, is kind of the best play we could make. Mm Mm-hmm. Badass of all trades. Exactly. We're trying to make it look, you know, like we're professional or something. Yeah, so we're sending Stacy. Because Ben and John just don't get that message across. No, um, sorry, man. Especially but, when Ben's head's cut off and you can't see the top of mine. That's going to be the best. That's one of my favorite ones. Uh, all nipples and tops of the head. All, all nipples and tops. That's right. It's a strip club I would go to. Uh, nipples and tops. Oh, Opening yeah. soon. <laughs> Next year, yeah, no, oh, no, no, no. Oh, Cat Wood, though. Cat Wood, Um, but no, Michigan Comic Con looks fantastic. I'm super excited. I haven't checked it in a few days, just because he's very notorious for canceling. But fucking Adam Hughes is going to be there. How did you know that's where I was going? Oh, How did you know this? I actually wrote about it in our preview article at the thecornerpress.com <laughs> about how you and I have this ongoing thing about Adam Hughes. Oh, I love him so much. His artwork is so incredible. It's such a throwback while still being very modern. I'm going to... I'm going to give him some kind of psychedelic milk and make him, like, lay on my lap. Oh, my God. I just... Look... You and I have talked about this. We both have a life goal of owning an Adam Hughes original. I'm going to try, man. Like, I'm going to talk to him about it at the show. But, man, like, <laughs> okay, we just got back from San Diego. And his pieces usually start at, like, 500. Yeah, I, I, we're uh, that's two weeks before we leave for All In and StarCast. Oh, my God. So I think you and I are both going to be in one of those positions where financially it's not doable. Yeah. Ugh. But I'm still going to get real weird on him at the show. Yeah, and just tell him, just be like, yeah, you know what, me and one of my one of my best customers are always talking about how much we both love your work. That's right. His so, Betty and Veronica is still one of my favorite books in recent years. I'm going to be like, so we really love it, so you just give us some for free now, yeah. and we'll just keep on enjoying it. Mm-hmm. We're not, it's not going to be sold. It would not be sold. And no. Adam Hughes' piece is not something you sell. Yeah, absolutely not. No, one thing that still devastates me was right around when he was coming out with Betty and Veronica, they were doing a Sabrina, like, uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, like, compilation of stories. And there was an Adam Hughes cover, and if you can Google it, just Adam Hughes Sabrina, it is one of the coolest covers. It's just gorgeous. Um, it, it fits perfectly for Sabrina the Teenage Witch. She's, like, riding a broomstick. It's just a really cool piece. I, you know, usually, I mean, Archie doesn't have an insane readership at our store, but I ordered, like, 50 copies, you know? I was like, give me all of those, and then they canceled the book before it came out. And I'm like, damn it, Adam Hughes. I know it's not your fault, but damn it. Damn it. He tweeted the other day a couple of covers that he got commissioned to do 
for Tomb Raider. Oh, yeah, the old ones? Yeah, someone commissioned him to do a couple of covers for Tomb Raider, and he still got paid for them, but they didn't use them because they thought they were too racy. And he said, I asked them if they really wanted me when they hired me. Because, yeah. you know, I kind of do one thing. Man, and if, if the ones that they put on there weren't too racy, there's one where she's, I believe it's that she's just in a towel. And I mean, like, there's there's some very racy covers that he's done before. There was a lot of uh, what is what is Gail Simone called? There was a lot of boobus going on. Yes, boobus. A lot of boobus going on on those covers. A lot of boobus is kind of what Adam Hughes does. But I feel like Adam Hughes is like mind trick people too. As far as there's so many people that are like, oh, I'm so tired of all this uh, objectification and nudity and all this kind of stuff in comic books. And he he still did all that stuff, and he still does like cheesecake pinupy stuff, but. He does it in a way that's so good. It's like almost when you look at it, it's like I was going to say Norman Rockwellian, but not quite, you know. But like, no, but it definitely has that portrait feel. Yeah, right. It has that like this is you know, and again, not to ever slander comic books and say that they're not an art form. Yeah, but it seems like Adam Hughes' work is almost more akin to classic art, right, than it is to a comic book drawing. It feels like slice of life artwork, you know. Yeah, like, kind of like it. Yeah, like, like this, and, and that's the thing. And, and as much as we say, you know, they're pinuppy types. Yes, I think Adam Hughes. One of the things he does best is while he does draw them pinup style, right? These all still look like real women. Yeah, absolutely. They all still look like women, you know, that are real, that exist, that are not Barbie proportioned. You know, there's not just. Uh, lack of rib cages and six foot five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not all Amazons, although he does, you know, do a good Amazon. He does indeed. I like the fact that he can get tongue in cheek with a lot of the stuff too, and get just kind of like silly with it, you know, and it still be that that pinup style, you know. He's a very talented individual. It's a great lineup at Michigan Comic Con. Um, a lot of great, and I think, you know, as much as I know, John, you're really excited for Ray Park and John yeah. Rice Davies. Hopefully, we get to actually see that. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. But I, I would say that one of the things that, uh, you know, is underrated about any Comic-Con is the voice actor cast. Oh, yeah. I mean, you've got Jeremy Shadow, who's coming off of the end of Adventure Time, and Voltron Season 7 comes out in, like, a week here. Yeah. That guy's going to be hot as shit when you guys get there. Charles Martinet has been the voice of Mario since 1995. He's so, if you watch his video too, look up his videos on YouTube, he's just an adorable old man. Like, he's so fucking, like, just does goofy, crazy shit, you know? Because he's like, it's a me, it's Mario. Mario. He does weird shit with his face and hands when he does the stuff, because he can't not. But, yeah, wow. like... Wow. <laughs> when you're portraying an Italian, you have to talk with your hands. Ah, boopity boopity. Yeah, no, it's, it's a thing. It's culturally accurate. That's right. You don't talk with your hands, you don't get your point across, and then what's the point? So instead of the mess that's the shit in your mouth, put a cat. So there we go. Uh, you know, again, a lot of great cast members from voice acting shows. Uh, again, I'm, I'm a little jealous the voice of Naruto is going to be there. I'm not going to be there to be a part of it. It's it's run by the same people who run Indianapolis Comic Con, for anybody listening that's been to that show. I believe they also do Atlanta. Do they? Yeah. And a few other ones. Uh, the full list. Of course, thecourtofnerds.com, our Michigan Comic-Con preview, includes a link to buy tickets and directions on how to get there. What's really cool, too, is they're really trying to cultivate, like, for people, I hear from a lot of people, because our, our shop is very old-school comic shop when you walk in. It really is. They're trying to cultivate an old-school comic show, so they're really trying to get as many comic book vendors that sell comic books, you know, not... 
not and I mean like there's I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of like cosplay booths and there's gonna be art and there's gonna be toys but they're really trying to push a, a legit original comic book show which is super cool yeah it's cool that they're going for that feel it really is and, and, and not to insult Motor City Comic Con but it feels like Motor City Comic Con kind of moved away from that like kind of old school feel and that's what you want when you go to a Comic Con I think Motor City did it uh Without realizing that's what they were doing. Um, the year that they had Norman Reedus and Stan Lee there, when so many people turned out and it was just a debacle, they didn't realize like what was going to happen when they had those people. Right. And now you go, it almost feels a little bit like Wizard World, and not to crap on Wizard World either, but like they're very much a celebrity con, and they're very much you know everything's really expensive and everything's really like all right, you pay to play for every single thing. Right, and that's the thing. We want to make sure that you guys know as we're kind of wrapping things up here. We're not trying to shit on anyone. It's just our personal preferences. Gavin and I are kind of old souls. We we kind of like things, you know. I like that you walk into Tardy's and you you know you, oh, it smells like books. That's right. You know, and it's just something that I love that I grew up with. With you know the comic shops shops that I grew up going to. Hostetters in Grand Haven is where I bought my first books. That place still smells like cigars and books. <laughs> So, again, you guys, look, first of all, Gavin and Dee, thanks for hanging out in our living room with us without our AC. Very comfortable. We provided you with delicious Golden Bear to drink. So Very good. Y'all are familiar with the Golden Bear. By the way, Arizona, sponsor us. Give me free Golden Bears, you bitches. Do it. Do I it now. You. I love your products. I call them bitches. They're not going to give us free Golden Bears. Nah, bitches love when you call them bitches. <laughs> Pimp logic. Right. Pimp logic, give 101. Give us some Golden Bears. Can we get some t-shirts that say give us some Golden Bears? Give us some Golden Bears! <laughs> Uh, if we made those t-shirts, I bet they'd give us golden bears. I, bet, uh, yeah, yeah, we should wear them around. Something mm-hmm. like that. Boom. Uh, again, big thanks to you guys. We love having you guys on. It's Dude, always fun. Thank you for having us over. Like, this is awesome. And thanks for you guys helping out at the shop so much. Like, the shop is doing great, you know? Awesome. Everybody that listens that comes in, I really appreciate it. Like, it seems like we're just keeping on. Like, we're seeing new faces every day, which is amazing. Which you guys should. You guys are a legend. Aw. Tardy's Collector's Corner, and the construction's done. The sort construction, of. <laughs> hopefully, we'll see. Yeah, they still have all the signs up about roads closing, so who knows? Like Tardy's on Facebook, follow them on Twitter, and follow them on Instagram to keep up to date with everything that's going on around the shop. Don't miss the weekly picks videos. John, you're a superstar. I, I think they're fun. They yeah. are a lot. Of, we have a good time. You guys are a blast. Keep up with all of that, with everything we're doing at thecourtofnerds.com. And don't forget, as much as Michigan Comic Con is this month, Grand Rapids Comic Con, November 9th through the 11th, we'll be rocking that shit out. We're already talking to Mark Hodges and getting some details locked down. Uh, I think I'm allowed to announce this because it's on Facebook now. I will be performing a Comic-Con wedding this year. Damn right. That's right. I'm going to officiate the shit out of it. The power vested in me by the internet. The internet. And technically also the state of Michigan, although I don't know how much of a say they had in the matter. I'm so excited, too, because it's, it's our good friends Dillinger and Sarah. And yeah. they're, they're so, like, they're such nice people. They're so great. They clearly, like, are the, the best match. They're both insane. They're both, yeah, they're crazy. Like, you know in Deadpool when they're like, your crazy match is my crazy. No, these motherfuckers are crazy. That's, that's it right there, you uh-huh. know? I'm so glad they found each other. All that being said, we are your court of nerds. I'm Drew. I'm John. Gavin and Dee are at Tardy's Collector's Corner. You can come and find them hours online. Say hi, Dee. Hello. That's where it ends. That's where it ends.